Welcome to Warren Radio, with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings on a Friday. This is the Watchman, Tara Tower is off today. She's busy with some other stuff. Today, Eyes of Understanding, the Redemptive Inheritance of the Saints, Part 4. We have a lot of things going on in the old world today. Just focus on the Lord. That is what you need to be doing. That is what we all need to be doing. It's easy to get your eyes on other things, have your attention drawn to other stuff. We're in Ephesians, great passages. We left off at verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in, your, in the knowledge of him. We covered that. Now, the right, you know, when we look at these verses, <clears throat> it says the eyes... of your understanding, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know. Well, there's a lot of things you can know in the old world, but this is the hope of his calling, not just a hope. There's a lot of Christians (coughs) who have made Christianity into another religion. That's what the world classifies it as. A religion like all the others. It's not. There's a lot of religions. People have a right to believe what they want. But there's no other way to heaven. And when we talk about the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you will know what the hope of his calling is and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints are is very important this separates the difference between just having Christianity as religion that the Bible stories are just stories that salvation really doesn't mean anything, that there's no real heaven and hell. You're nominal Christian. You think that all ways lead to heaven. There's a lot of different believers. Believe me, I have talked to them. 
one young man who told me quite plainly that he believes in Satan and serves him, and he also serves Jesus Christ. Yeah, quite a trick. I told him he couldn't do that. We talked actually over quite a while. Then he stopped contacting us. There's a lot of ideas out there. But in order for you to believe and really know what this is about, the eyes, it's interesting because the eyes or the eye is of thalmas. It's a word that when we have, we think of the eye doctor the eyes but it implicates a vision sight and people see a lot of things in the world but this is a vision of a supernatural understanding what Christ has done understanding your God who is a spirit and the Son of God who was made flesh and dwelt among us. Of your understanding, so that supernatural vision, so you see in the physical, but you also see with the supernatural. There's something there that suddenly is awakened in you, and you know the faculty of the mind and its use, something has been opened up supernaturally by the power of God. Now, see, the Lord told Nicodemus, you must be born again of the Spirit. That's what it takes. You can't know the Lord Without that, he is spiritually discerned. The world can't know him through the world's wisdom. Even the Apostle Paul, one of the foremost people in the Bible that we know of, who studied at the feet of Gamaliel, who knew the high priest, the Sanhedrin, was well known there, even persecuted the church. He knew the scriptures in and out, but yet in his supernatural vision, he did not know, did not understand who all these believers were following. He saw them as a threat, so he sought to destroy them until he himself had a vision and became just like they were. Him saying that people had heard that he that persecuted the church now believed as we do. And we see this today overseas, especially in the Muslim areas and the Hindu areas, in Iran as well. I mean, a lot of places, former 
enemies of Christ coming to the Lord because of the eyes of their understanding suddenly awaken to the truth. And see, you have that eye of your understanding, the vision, the supernatural that gets into the faculty of your mind. And it awakens you. It's enlightened, illuminated supernaturally through the Spirit of God, enabling you to see, but also making you to see the truth so you can make a decision whether to follow it or to ignore it. Because there is a choice here that you may know what the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance. Now you see, when you hear the gospel, that gospel is preached and you hear the word, the word becomes the seed and God adds the increase. And then once you come to him, then you have a whole new world. You know, I remember many, many years ago, Tower and I were living in another town. All of the kids were small. And she had just given her heart to the Lord at an Amway convention. She came back, and I was a you know, Methodist, but not practicing particularly. But then... Through a series of events, I came to know the Lord, too. And I accepted him out on a lone road, out in the middle of nowhere, by, with traffic going by, after he revealed himself to me in the cab of my truck as I was driving. I pulled over, repented right there. Well, down from us where we were lived, there was these people. I didn't really like them. They were weird. They were a family. They were poor. They lived in a little itty-bitty-bitty trailer. Had a bunch of kids. But Tower started talking to her one time and found out she was a Christian. She had all kinds of stories of how God moved. I got to know him too. And we come to love them. They were a wonderful family. We used to get in water fights, shaving cream fights. We used to sit and talk about the Lord forever. We would run through the houses, uh, you know, in one door and out the other in our water fights, shaving cream fights. I mean, we had a blast. And the thing that separated us was that little revelation to understand what God does in a person's life. Now, see, this vision is not, and this understanding is meant to help you to understand the full hope of his calling. It's not just about this life. As Paul said, If we have hope in this life only, we are of all men most miserable. The hope we have goes beyond that. 
It goes to a life after this, to living with the Lord, to being with him, to understanding that you will be there as a saint, as a son of God. You'll be fully redeemed. You will have your new body. You will be perfected. And you'll be forgiven. And the riches of that go on for eternity. It will never stop. Now, all of this inheritance is only found in Christ. And it is only found in the saints who have come to Christ. This inheritance is is not purchased with money nor with becoming a Baptist or a Pentecostal or a Catholic or a Mormon or whatever you might be, Hindu. It doesn't matter. Now, see, this is where we've always separated these things. But in the end, it doesn't matter. You either know Christ or you don't. Whether you're a Christian, a Muslim, a Mormon, a Hindu, quite, it doesn't matter. You see, that's the difference. And today we have made this so independent and separated things out. Well, you have to win a Mormon, or you have to win a Jehovah Witness, or you have to win, you know, a Muslim, or you have to win an unbeliever or a pagan or whatever. No, that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. It matters that it's someone that God wants to redeem. And this takes supernatural power. It takes prayer. And it takes that witness of the Spirit of God and the seed of God, the Word of God. And so if you just look at the harvest as an entire harvest, instead of denominations and races and creeds and just see people in the end they're just people some of them have been deceived like isis and their end is terrible but you see it goes on to say in verse 19 paul says and what is the exceeding greatness of his power Now, that word power is dunamis, or force. It is the same word used in Acts 2 of the coming of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. What is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe according to the working of his mighty power? That power is in us when we are truly born again and we come to know that. But, you know, if you don't understand the power, if you don't understand the greatness, if you don't understand the miraculous, if you don't understand what you have, you know, if you didn't know a match was a match and you came from another planet, you would wonder what that thing was. You might try to eat it, try to make things with it, 
but little would you know to strike it and it will light a fire, which will get hot and will cook your food and heat your water and keep you warm in the cold weather. So it is with Christ. So it is with what he's done. He is more than a denomination. He's more than what we have categorized him and put him in and boxed him in, separating ourselves in thousands and thousands of denominations, putting our own doctrines and our own churches and the names of them above everything, thinking that when we have a big meeting, it's because we're in this big church and we belong to this big church. And that could not be further from the truth. The temple of God is in you and me as we are truly born again by the Spirit. And where two of more of us who have Christ within us are gathered in his name, he is in the midst of us. Now, if we happen to be in the building, he's in the midst of us, and we are in the midst of the building. And so that's how a revival starts, and we get confused thinking, well, it's because I'm at this meeting, it's because of this preacher, it's because of a lot of things. And it could be that the anointing of that preacher or that evangelist is indeed strong enough to stir you to draw close to the Lord. So we need to see the hope of his calling and the true inheritance that we have, that which is found only in the saints who have come to Christ, only in those who are born again of the Spirit. The exceeding greatness of that power is can only be tapped by those saints who truly believe. And this is the same power that was manifested in Christ when he was resurrected. It's massive. It's eternal, supernatural. It's forever. It's unlimited. Of course, in your body, you have a limited power. <clears throat> For us, it's more than enough. But you do not have all of God. You will. This is your portion to keep you, to guide you, to empower you, to be with you until God brings you into your fullness as true sons of God. And I like this, according to the working of his mighty power, his dominion, king can only rule over his dominion, his vast lands. He can only fight rulers that oppose him only and only if he has the greater power. Christ by going to the cross, dying, resurrecting after three days, and during his work, he proved himself, revealing the Father. And he triumphed openly over all principalities, 
all powers, all enemies, and all lies. And if there is truth anywhere, he is the ultimate truth. If there is light anywhere, he is the ultimate light. If there is ways to get to heaven, he is the only way that's truthful that will bring you into the presence of the Father and the Son and all the other saints who have gone before. He is the one. There is no other. And no other force on this earth, no other force in hell or in heaven can take away from what God has done through his son, Yahshua, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And as you walk today, we have many problems around the world. Christians are dying for their faith. Now, a long time ago, some time ago, we did a report out of Myanmar. We do them out of all over the place. A pastor disappeared. Right now, the Burmese army, which is Myanmar, is fighting their, the Arakan army. And uh, he was captured by the Arakan army. They showed up one day wanting to talk to him, and away he went. Most people wind up dead. After a while of not hearing, many people thought he was dead. Suddenly, one day, out of nowhere... The guy that handles him, the commander, brought him in. He said, you're going to be released tomorrow. They released him. So his wife, all along, had been told that he was dead. But she prayed every night for him to come home and to be safe. He showed up. He details his horrific experience, especially one day when he was going with the men who had captured him. Someone tripped and a gun went off, and it shot at him because he was right behind him. And the minute he heard the shot, a voice told him, don't worry, you will be safe. No harm will come to you. And he looked, and under his armpit, his baggy shirt had a hole in it from where the bullet went. There was times he said that he prayed to die because he was so weak he couldn't even stand up. He was living on a bowl of rice a day and some water. Rice has very little protein. But the guy's alive. He's happy. He's getting strength. He's going to find another place to minister because it's not safe where he was. You see, this miraculous power that's in you is made perfect in your weakness. And we have witnessed so many reports from overseas of how people those who know God are rescued. So it's important for you to understand these things. Now, when we get into verse 20 of that, 
it says, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Thus, this, through the dunamis, the power of God that was manifested openly in Christ. When our God and Father raised Yahshua, Jesus, from the dead, he was seen alive by many infallible proofs, left instructions for the church. And right before the apostles' eyes and other witnesses, he ascended in a cloud to heaven. And as they seen him go out of sight, they stood there, the angels saying to them, you men of Galilee, why stand ye here? This same Jesus, as you have seen him go, shall so come in like manner. He's at the right hand of the Father, where he ever lives, to make intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Revelation 1, he calls himself the Almighty. Revelation 22, he says... He that is wicked, let him be wicked still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. You can read the rest of that. It's in Revelation 22. It's followed by, For I come quickly. My reward is with me to give to every man according as his work shall be. This is the Almighty now. This is the one who is going to put down all enemies and set everything in order, bringing the redeemed unto the Father than he himself as it says in Corinthians, will submit himself unto the Father so that all things will be all in all. He didn't come to depose the Father. He came to bring redemption. Thank God for that. And the Father placed the Lord far above every principality, that principality is arche, magistrate, principle, or rule. Far above all power, that's the ability, the force, or even the privilege, the exousia. Close the door. You see, far above, it's important to understand that while we are in the world, we're not of it. But one day you will be removed from it. You will put off this body of death and you become just like him. See, that's the important thing. Far above. That's where he's at. We're here. But one day we will be far above, but he who is far above is within us. He is the potentate of potentates. He has the jurisdiction, the liberty, the power, and the strength to remove anything there is. 
Now I can hear those who might say, well, he can't remove the father. That's not even in this. And believe it or not, there are people out there that that's the way they think just to try to cause trouble with what we're trying to teach here. He is not opposed to the Father. He is in the Father, and the Father's in him. Will a man oppose himself? Well, humans would because they're imperfect, but God is perfect, and he has set a way for you to become perfect. He is far above all might, dunamis, source, miraculous power. Far above all dominion. These are the rulers of the governments we have around here. Every knucklehead around. Some of the worst cases of persecution is because of the governments. In in China, Christians and their churches, the churches are destroyed and the Christians are thoroughly persecuted because of the communist government that don't like them and don't trust them. In North Korea, Kim Jong-un and, the, you know, that closed nation oppresses Christians because, of course, they hold Kim Jong-un as the god and he don't like anybody else. This is kind of the way it was in Egypt with the pharaohs. Then you have Iran, the Ayatollah who sits atop a theocracy who turns around and don't like all the Christians that are there and all the Muslims that are becoming Christians. In Russia, it's the same way with Putin, who forbade a lot of things concerning religion, even the testimony, even by Christians there. And if you're a Christian, you must belong to the main Russian Orthodox Church. So when we look at persecution of Christians, yeah, we find the government right in the middle of it, and it's usually because of either their inaction or their action. Now, see, you get in Pakistan and India persecution of Christian right and left. And sometimes in Pakistan, you know, the the oppressed Christians do get away, like uh, they're released, by, like a sea of Bibi. But most of the time they're not. In, in India, Modi's government and the BJP party of radicals, push Hindu nationalism, and the Hindu radicals are working to eliminate every Christian in India. But you see, Christ is above all dominion, and he's saving saving Muslims and Hindus in spite of the government. And a lot of times the Christians face themselves and you know, <laughs> face those who come against them. And, you know, they didn't do anything. They're just praying. And God works supernaturally. And so people come to the Lord, you know. And we're talking enemies here, people that have tried to kill them. Come to the Lord. They will show up and at their doorstep and want them to pray for them, want to know more about it. Oh, yeah, the testimonies are all over the place. 
anybody that says God is dead is a fool. And especially the rich. The rich, you know, they're blinded by their money. The biggest fool I know is a rich man who doesn't know the Lord God. Yeah, your money will buy you anything here. But that money, as James says, on all your gold and riches will burn like fire on the day of judgment. He's far above all dominion, as we said. That ruler, government, the laws of men. Far above every name that is named. And we have a lot of people that have other names they say is more important and bigger. You as a Christian need to start paying attention and understanding that who you serve is a lot greater than anybody here. And God does allow us to go through tribulation and trouble. He does allow you to face these troubles. But as scripture says, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep you in all your ways. Yes, we have the presence of the Spirit of God. We do have the fruits of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, but we also have angelic participation. Every one of you have angels around you. Even the unredeemed. There is a note-taker angel somewhere recording everything you say. For every idle word that men shall speak, and this is women and children, everybody will give account for every word you say. And every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ, Yahshua, Hamashiach, is Lord. Not only in this world, but in that which is to come, in heaven and in earth and beneath the earth. Everything today has been put under the authority of Jesus Christ and he will put every foe, every enemy, every principality and power that opposes God will be under his feet. All those who serve their king Satan or Lucifer will be the footstool, crying and wailing for help under the feet of Jesus Christ, Yahshua. The Father gave him to be head over all the church, the ecclesia, which means a calling out. They are the called out ones. We have been called out. And if we're in heaven after this life, we were those who were the called out ones. We were those who need redeemed. We were those who heard that calling, that call that said, come unto me. Repent and be saved. 
For in John 1, it says openly, he went to his own and his own received him not, but to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. There is a receiving to be done. So we're called out from the world, from the wickedness, from the flesh, unto our God and Father in Christ. We are in the body of Christ. And this fullness of Jesus Christ, his power, fills all those who are his. Who are his the called out one and his power will be revealed and manifested and completed and he will bring many sons to glory and that's why Paul says in these two verses three verses it says far above all principality that's rule and rank and power that's Isusia or force and might that's the dunamis Miraculous power. So you have far above all principality, no matter how important they are, and the force that goes behind that power. They can exercise a certain power. They can call up an army, even in the spiritual ranks, and might. What can that army do? It can destroy dominion. Once they take over the authority, then they go and they can rule over a certain region. Well, even today we have regions of darkness. So it's important to understand that he is far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but in that is which to come and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. He is Lord of Lord and King of Kings. And today as Christians, there are Christians in every nation. And more and more Christians are popping up everywhere. Mm -hmm. Former Muslims and former Hindus. Former atheists. Of every kind, every race, every creed, every color have come unto God and our Father through Jesus Christ. And so God has put everything under his feet, verse 22, and gave him to be head over all things to the church. And so today in America and many parts of the world, we have organized religion, organized churches, We'll say Christians have churches. Every, every brand, Mormons, Jehovah Witnesses, Catholics, Hindus, Sikhs, Buddhists, Muslims, everybody has their own building. They have their holy places. They have their holy books. And in some regions you get, like um, in Pakistan and India and Myanmar, 
to the furthest regions of this planet. They protect that which they've had, their traditions. And you don't blame them. But within all of this, Christ upsets the status quo. If he sees someone, some soul longing for God, we have testimony from all over that they suddenly had this experience where he came into the room when they were sleeping or did something to reveal himself. And they suddenly become this believer. And all of a sudden they wake up in the midst of everything and all their family or enemies. They they have to keep it quiet. If they ever find out, they'll kill him or her. But over time, as they come to know the power and they secretly find help, they learn how to reveal the, the Lord to them. And usually, you know, We've seen many times there's experiences, divine healing, something, deliverance. It's an amazing process. So don't be surprised that in the affairs of men, that you find God upsetting their apple cart, as we say. Because God does as he pleases. And that's the way it is. Who is going to depose God? The devil said before he began his wretched overthrow in heaven against the Father. I will, he boasted. After it was over and they were all cast out of heaven and they had lost their glory and they were ugly creatures of the night, detestable figures because they had lost the glory and sin had eaten away their spirits and souls till there was not much left and unrecognizable and filthy. Only the devil, their leader, could issue forth a little bit of a light. You failed us, they said. What shall we do now? Well, we know what he does. He's a liar and a thief. And he marshals his forces of darkness to deceive. And to deceive the gullible hearts of men and women who reject the love of God that's been revealed in Jesus Christ. And he convinces organizations, he convinces governments, he convinces convinces those who make the laws to change the laws. He convinces the churches that things that you call sin are not sin. And so now we wind up in an America that's hedonistic, that's godless, that has blood on its hands, and every kind of filthy abomination there is is here. And it's not just here. We find it around the world. The sin 
the rebellion, the darkness, the lust of the flesh. This is his tool to destroy. But in all these things, Christ has overcome. And he has created a church of overcomers who can rebuke and bind, who can walk in holiness, who are the lights and the salt of this earth. Don't let the devil or some backslidden clergyman convince you that that's not true. The devil is in the pulpit. The devil is everywhere. But Christ, the hope of glory, is in us. And no form, no matter, no amount, no plotting, no evidence, nothing shall destroy our hope shall deliver us from that hope which we have, shall destroy the Christ of Calvary. No power shall bring down the Father or the Son. There is nothing there but lies. The truth is in Christ Jesus. And see, in 22... Of that it says, and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. Completion. When I think of fullness, Completion. What fills the contents, the multitude of what is filling us? The container is us. And he infills the earth with his glory one day. That's what scripture says. Everything will be remade. We will be remade. The heavens and the earth will be remade. So when you talk about hope, what kind of hope do you want? That is really what you need to understand. Understand the true nature of your hope the true nature of your redemption. You know, that that is just so important. I'm a firm believer that we do not hope, nor do we realize the fullness of, of the glory of God that has been given to us. I believe that.
And I think that if we understood that more, we would be better off. You know, we do have a tendency to think, especially in this modern world, that our date with destiny, with eternity, will never come. We think that as Americans, for instance, it will always be here. Now, I hope it's here for my kids and grandkids and great-grandkids and great-great-great-grandkids. But the bottom line of it is, is that the only eternal one is our God and Father and our Lord Jesus Christ and their kingdom. There, There is no other. And frankly, that's the decision you need to be making. Now see, in America, for you to make a decision to follow the Lord is rather minor. If you are in a family of Hindus in India and suddenly you find Christ, you can find yourself dead. If you're in Pakistan in a Muslim family and you suddenly come to the Lord, you can find yourself dead. Many have had to flee their family, move to entire different parts with the help of ministries that are on the ground. At other times, we've seen entire families come to the Lord. If you're in uh, North Korea, they do have underground churches, hidden churches where people meet. I didn't even know this till recently. And I've been uh, watching this for a long time. And we've had people that have been monitoring it, but it's been so close. Not many people knew much of anything. And what we do know, all the faces and the names of those involved are kept quiet. Because if the government found out, they would kill them or send them and all their family into prison camps. And we've we know what those are like because some of the, the those who have escaped have revealed it. They're horrible places in North Korea. So there is a difference when we talk about how this goes. Now, if you get in the Sudan, you know, God is moving in Sudan. But the church has been so persecuted there for so many years. A lot of the ones that are left, there are no leaders to teach them, very few. Most of them are weak Christians. They believe, but they don't understand everything. They need healing. They need help. They need strength. They need the word of God. Because indeed, unfortunately, Christianity can be squelched. 
that fire, that light, that salt can be reduced because of such severe persecution. But even in North Korea, people get saved. Even in North Korea, there's people that actively share the gospel. Even in North Korea, there are underground churches. The hand of God can reach anywhere. And that's what you need to know today. In your circumstance, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, this God can meet you. Now, we've been talking and teaching from our series, Redemptive Inheritance of the Saints. This has been part four. Eyes of your understanding is the is the the point we're looking at during this particular session. It's that point where once the darkness shielded your will and mind from comprehending what is really before you. Here we find those in darkness, that is, those who do not know our God and Father, nor his only begotten Son. And for them, the only spiritual revelation that is going to save you and bring you into his presence is through Jesus Christ. Remember, it was the Apostle Paul, highly regarded for his knowledge of the Torah. He kept the law blameless. He was the Jew's Jew. Yet he had no idea what was happening to make Stephen, for instance, want to become a martyr. Not that he wanted to, but he willingly sacrificed himself. The only way Paul found out is on the way to Damascus. And that's why when we talk many times, we say you need a Damascus Road experience. Now, while I personally didn't have a light shining down on my truck, there was a presence in my truck that day as I drove away. And 20 miles outside of the town I was in, along a lonely stretch of highway with cars going by, desert on each side, I pulled over the truck because of what I was told there. I knew that the Lord and his spirit was sitting there revealing to me truth. I had a Damascus road experience on a modern highway in the cab of a truck. When we got to the church that we call home, pastor's long gone, he said, not many have your kind of experiences, speaking both my wife and me. But the problem, too, is that with those experiences come trouble. Because you are so on fire, so full of zeal. I mean, literally, God help any backslidden Christians around you because they're not going to like you. 
They're either going to repent and become like you or they're going to hate your guts. Oh, boy. I've had board members come against me for just preaching a sermon. This is a long time ago when I was a youth pastor in, in the bus ministry. We could get people out for the softball tournament and even win. We were really good at it. But you couldn't get anybody out for the bus ministry. So I preached on it. I said, it'll be a good thing when you get in heaven. We can tell the Lord that we got first in softball league. However, we did flunk it, bus ministry. But that's okay, isn't it? No, it's not okay. Well, to make a long story short, (laughs) they threw me out of the church for that because they didn't like it. A lot of the kids liked me. A lot of the churches liked me. They liked what I was doing. And it was a divided church when they they threw me out, so much so the, the ministry division figures called me up and made sure I was leaving and not going to split the church. That wasn't even my intention. I had known I was going to leave. But see, that's what they were worried about, splitting the church. They didn't care about me and my family who were suddenly totally stranded out in the middle of another another state. I didn't have any job, didn't have any funds. I'd moved everything there. We are suddenly without nothing. <laughs> but we had the Lord. Yeah, well. Following Jesus is not free. Becoming his child costs you that you have to repent. But you don't have to die to do it. All you have to do is receive him. But once you step step into that discipleship path, that will cost you, I guarantee Father, thank you for your word. Bless those who hear it whenever they do. And Lord, deliver them from their fears. Make a way for them. In Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming of this word. Father, them know where our websites are at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. We have a lot of resources for them. We have also a lot of social sites. Check everything out. Come to the websites. Visit us. And until next time, for Tower and I, shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.